welcome to the Voice of Social Sales. I'm your host, Chelsea Pites, and I am excited today because I have the one and the only Ms. Karen Carr with me, who is who I think one of the foremost real estate YouTube experts in the world, I'm going to say, in the globe. And she has recently written and published a wonderful book that I think all of you listening should buy. It's called YouTube for Real Estate Agents. Learn how to get free real estate leads and never cold call again. Now, as somebody who doesn't never likes to cold call or door knock when I was an agent, I'm with you, girl. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Karen, for being here. Thank welcome, you for inviting me. Thanks so much. <laughs> good seeing you in uh, Vegas, by the way. Yeah, we just saw each other at Inman. Uh, we were on stage together. And of course, you slayed the stage. So thank oh, you for always giving the best tips. So um, I'm just going to dive right in. Uh, for those of you uh, who may be listening that aren't familiar with Karen, um, I want you to tell us what your YouTube channels are. Because you've got two, right? Two YouTube channels that you're doing. And that I sounds do. like a lot, but they're amazing. So tell us where people can find you first and foremost. Okay. So my channel that is for people that want to buy or sell real estate in my market, which is Savannah, Georgia, is youtube.com forward slash Karen Carr Real Estate. Yes, I agonized over that name long and hard. No, really, it used to be Northern Atlanta Real Estate. But then when I moved, I had to rebrand the whole channel. So I thought this time I'm just going to stick with my name. because I was I just talking about that with podcasting. I'm like, yep. you might want to go a little bit more generic on like a title yep. for something. Because if you do hyper local in a city and you move one day, then <laughs> Yep. Now, if you've lived in your city for 50 years, you're good. Right. But me, yeah. we seem to move. I mean, I've moved four times since I got my real estate license. So oh, my goodness. keep rebranding yourself. It's hard. At least with a generic name, if I move again, I don't have to change my channel name. And, and I have to tell you, as you know, two people that love a good personal brand, I mean, your name is your brand. That's and right. You really own that. So right. great job. So they can find you at Karen Carr Real Estate and it's Karen, K-A-R-I-N, correct? Yes. Thank right? you, mom, for making okay. me, I can <laughs> yeah. never, ever get anything personalized in my whole life. Yes. So Karen Carr Real Estate, what's your other one? The other one is just youtube.com forward slash Karen Carr. And that is a channel for agents with tips on using YouTube as a lead generation strategy. Awesome. Okay. So you've got one channel for consumers, mm -hmm. one channel for your industry, which I think yes. is a really smart move. And um, let's talk about, I'm going to like dive right in. I'm, I'm looking at your book right now and you guys can get this on Amazon, uh, this book right now. You can order it. It's Amazon Prime. You can actually download it to your iPad immediately. And what's in here I thought was super interesting. When I opened up your table of contents, I was like, oh, she's doing a challenge format. So That's talk right. about your book and how you kind of put it together and why it's different than yeah. other things that are out there. Well, I did a five-day challenge on Facebook where, because I get questions all the time of, I get 75% of my business, my closed transactions and commission checks from people that find me on YouTube. And so I get questions all day long, every day of how are you doing this? And I put together a five-day challenge where on day one, we will do this. And on day two, we will do this. And after it was all done, it was amazing. I had like 250 sign up, people sign up for the challenge. And I got so much great feedback. I thought, I really would love to write a whole book about this, but how would I do it in a way that A, it's interesting and B, it's not totally overwhelming. And I thought I'm going to put the challenge into a book format. So that's what I did. Only it's a seven day challenge instead of a five day. Interesting. So in a week you can become a YouTube expert ish. You can get your <laughs> YouTube channel completely set up so that you are primed to start getting business. Yes. 
Then you have to actually go make videos. Then you actually have to do the thing, right? Do the thing. Um, We're going to go through, uh, you know, several of my favorite chapters because I think there's some really good tactics in there. But, you know, tell people, when people hear you say like this outrageous statistic of 75%. Yeah. How does that happen? Because I know people are listening and they're like, "Um, I do live videos. I have a YouTube channel. I'm not getting 75% of my clients from it. So, I mean, is this really going to be something that I can apply? Or is this going to be another podcast where I hear somebody who's an influencer who's like, oh, I get all my stuff from social media and you can too. Right. So here's my thing. When we talk about branding, the difference between branding and direct response marketing, which is what I do in my videos, it is direct response. The difference is the, the uh, Budweiser Clydesdale horses in a parade. That's branding. Direct response marketing is when you were in third grade and you got a piece of paper and it said, do you like me? Check yes or no. <laughs> I love that it. Thank you for like simplifying that for analogy, us. right? So when I make a video, it's not about branding. It's not so that I can be YouTube famous. It's not so I can get 3,000 videos on a view and show my seller, hey, I got 2,000 or 3,000 videos on your view or views on your video, but like nobody is interested in buying that house. My videos are, are you interested in buying or selling a house in market, in my market, in the immediate future? Check yes or no. And if they Googled that topic and they're watching the video, that was checking yes. Mm -hmm. So right away, I'm stacking the deck. My video might only get 100 views, but they're all interested in the topic of the video versus blasting it out there on social media and just hoping that a few people that see it actually gave a crap and were Mm -hmm. interested in the topic. So I don't make videos about like what are the five best places to get fish tacos in Arizona? That, that's a great video for social, but does that translate into a client who wants to list a house with me or buy a house with me? Probably not. So the videos I'm making are all about real estate. I know that's really boring. It's not sexy, but I make videos about real estate, not about listings. I mean, yes, I make a video for all my listings, but the videos that I put out on a weekly basis are, are, what is a USDA loan and what color should I paint my front door to make it sell faster? Mm -hmm. And do I have to put granite in my kitchen when I'm going to sell? And how long will it take me to sell? And how do I buy a house with a VA loan? And I'm PCSing to Hunter Army Airfield. Where should I live? Mm -hmm. Like I'm answering very specific questions that people are Googling. You know, I have to tell you this because this literally happened this morning and, and this wasn't planned either um, for, I mean, you know that I'm moving and people who watch me on social media know that I'm moving and that's been a, you know, two year odyssey. And it's so funny because I feel like when you're in the business of real estate, sometimes it's the, it's like the hardest experience for us. But anyway, so I go to YouTube and I am, I'm not joking. I am watching 12 videos this morning at 5 a.m. comparing Benjamin Moore Pale Oak to Benjamin Moore uh, Balboa Mist. And do you know, I wish there were more videos about that one small topic. And I was like deep diving. I was like, I'm watching all 12 of these videos. And I turned to my husband and said, well, what do you think? And he's like, wow, somebody's actually making a video about a single paint color. And I'm like, isn't it amazing? So yes, you're right. Like how boring is that? But for the person right here who needed it and was like, I have to make a decision today between three paint colors, 
I need to know. And it was super helpful. So I'm so glad I did. And yeah, people yep. say that all the time. It's like, oh, real estate is so boring. Like, what am I going to talk about? And that doesn't sound exciting. And I want to do this and that and make it like a show and flashy. But you and know, you know what? You're right if you're planning yeah. on putting that on Facebook or Instagram because mm -hmm. people are not looking for real estate information on Facebook and Instagram. Right. They are looking for it on Google and YouTube. Mm -hmm. So I figure if I'm going to take the time to make a video, do I want to make a video about something that's not real estate related just mm -hmm. so I can get all these vanity views and claim, oh, look how popular my video is? Mm -hmm. Or do I actually want to get a client that's going to put money in my bank account? Because let's face it, that is the end goal. We're all trying to get new clients. We're trying to get new business in a way that doesn't cost us an arm and a leg, that is very effective. And for me, it's also very fun. I would do this any day of the week over door knocking, calling right. FISBOs and expireds, or spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month on postcards, hoping that in a year, one might actually pan out. And I love that you don't, because I asked you this, so you don't, you're not doing a whole bunch of YouTube ads because then we go no. to, oh, well, you know, she must be doing all these pre-roll ads, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And, and so you are doing, this is all Zero organic, ads. straight all up organic. organic. You know, I tried to run an ad one time and it, it totally did not work. After no. like three days, I turned it off because I thought this video is already performing. When you do a Google search, it's already showing up at the top of the search results. So why should I pay to advertise it when it's already there? It seemed stupid. So I turned the ad off. So yes, this is all organic. And how long did it take you to kind of start seeing something happen? Because I like to give people like a, a, a range, like, okay, am I good? If I do this for six months, if I do this for 16 months, like, what do you think? And I know everybody's different, but what was sort of your time frame? For me, it took three months. So I had been making videos before, but they were very sporadic. There was no consistency. There was no schedule. And when I said, okay, I'm going to start making a video every single week and I'm going to publish it every week on the same day at the same time, it literally took me 90 days before my phone rang with a come list me seller. Wow. So I would say that's probably not typical. Yeah. I would think it'd be more like six months. Yeah. But it will too. happen. It will happen. I mean, I've had, so I, I teach this all over the place and I've had students that got their first lead after three videos and I've had two people that got their first lead after a year. Mm -hmm. Most people are somewhere in the middle. It just mm -hmm. kind of depends on your market and quite frankly, how interesting you are on camera. And I think, you know, too, is like the topic, like for me, my YouTube channel is social media. And it's so funny because something that I made that I thought was like the worst topic out of every single one of all of my, um, you know, videos, like this one I made was about, I got put in Facebook jail, totally not planned, like nothing great. There was like no tips. I'm just talking about what happened to me and like what I did. That gets more engagement than anything else I do. And I have, I, I did it a year ago. I d never promoted it. And people now are coming out from like a year. I don't, I don't know how they're even like, you know, digging into it, but it's so funny how YouTube works that way. So it is a long game. Um, and yeah, you're right. It doesn't matter about the, like what the content is or how boring you think it is because quite honestly, someone's going to be looking for it. So I and love if that. You are not boring on camera. It doesn't really matter how boring the topic is. Cause trust yeah. me, I've made 300 videos about the dullest topics on the face of the earth. Like really right. how to, how to buy a house with a USDA loan. It's not exciting people, yeah. but people are looking for that information. And when yeah. if they find it and then you are on camera being helpful, not salesy, and you're showing your personality, if they click with you because they have a similar personality, 
then man, you have earned their trust in like yeah. a minute and a half. I bet you have a hundred percent closing rate for people who've seen you on YouTube. And then seriously, you I would say my conversion rate is well over probably 65, 70%. Like the only time they don't convert is if they don't move after all. Right. Right. Like once they reach out to me and say, Hey, I found you on YouTube. We're ready to sell. We're ready to buy. I could send them a listing agreement right now and they would sign it virtually because mm -hmm. they have already decided to work yeah. with me. Right. So you get fewer leads, but the leads you get are so are much better. better. Absolutely. Same thing with me in my Instagram stories. People yes. like, you get more people. I've gotten a hundred percent of every big opportunity I've had in the last year has come from somebody who I connected with on Insta stories and were, were like, I feel like I know you, like I'm, I'm ready. Just tell me where. Yes and when and we're good so i know it's uh, awesome it and is I awesome people this all day long and they just go oh okay and they go back to doing i don't know their facebook live about you know my favorite coffee shop in town and it's like if you're doing it just so you can say that you're famous on facebook okay that's awesome like that's you know great ego stroking and you makes you feel good but it doesn't, branding doesn't put money in my bank account. I, I want people to pick up the phone and call me and say, I would like to hire you, please. I love that. Okay. So, um, well, I'm going to skip down to your day three in your book because I want everybody to get the book. So you're going to have to see okay. what the other chapters are, but, um, this one's the secret sauce. And this is probably the most asked question when, you know, the, the rare occasion people do ask me about YouTube is really about, okay, yeah, I get it. I'm going to put videos in there. I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to do it weekly. Got it. I'm going to answer the questions, even though they're boring, but there's got to be more to it than just posting the video. So yes. what are your tips on how to actually get found, get seen, get in the search results and all of that? You need to become an expert at keyword research, and it really is not hard. So in the book, I published the book in August. There is a tool called Keywords Everywhere. At the time, it was free. As of two days ago, they started charging, but it's really, really- I think really it's like if you try, if it's like 10,000 words you're searching, it's like a dollar. Yeah, so I think it's, it's really, cheap. really cheap. Yes. So <laughs> people are freaking out. Oh my God, it's not free anymore. It's like $2 a year. I think you can yeah. handle it. Yeah. So it's a plugin for Chrome or Firefox. And when you install this little plugin, you go to your browser and let's just say that you are a real estate agent in San Antonio, Texas. And your idea for a video is if somebody were moving to San Antonio, what would they want to know? Um, I've made a relocation guide. I made it in Canva, nothing fancy, but it's pretty and it answers a bunch of their questions. So I'm going to make a video saying, Hey, would you like to get my free relocation guide? So you go to Google and in the search bar, you start typing in San Antonio relocation guide. And it will say 749 people a month are searching that exact phrase. And this is how competitive it is on a scale of one to a hundred. So you are looking for a keyword. If your channel is brand new, like a hundred searches a month is amazing. If it gets 50 searches a month, but it's a really, really good keyword that indicates they're planning on buying or selling a house, that's still okay. If it gets a thousand searches a month, that's amazing. I wouldn't go above a thousand while you're still brand new because it's just too hard to compete for something like that. Like you're not going to compete against somebody that has a hundred thousand views on their video from two years ago. So mm -hmm. between a hundred and a thousand views is great. And then for the competitive score, on a scale of one to 100, I try to keep it low. So to me, that's 33 and below. 33 to 66 is medium. I wouldn't ever go above medium for the, um, the competitiveness. 
So I'd say if you do, uh, I don't remember, I have that actually as a screenshot in the book of like, I think it was moving to Nashville. It was something like a thousand or 1200 searches a month. And the competition was three. Hmm. Oh my God, go make a video on that topic, right? <laughs> because that many people are looking for the information and there's pretty there's much nothing. nothing. Yeah. So you have to reverse engineer some of it yes. too. Um, so every video that you have an idea for, before you just hit record and start making it, go find out what the demand is for it first. If you've got this great idea for a video that no one is searching and there's no demand whatsoever, don't make a video on it because mm -hmm. it'll never get seen. But if you know that 850 people a month are looking for this topic, there you go. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just think it's so interesting as you're talking about the, the scoring and the competitiveness, it's, it so reminds me of how I talk about hashtags and like yes. popular versus the niche and like the layering of the sizes. And it's so funny because when you're in this game, like we have been for so many years, you start to realize that, you know, these platforms all have a point system. It's like watching my kid play Minecraft or Mario brothers. Like it, it's kind of this weird game. And if you figure out the secret codes, I don't think they do secret codes anymore. I'm dating myself now or whatever <laughs> they used to have where, you know, you could put in all these different things and like get to like a secret level. I don't think right. they do cheat codes or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> people are like, wow, you're old. Um, okay. So <laughs> no, keywords, are like, wow, you have a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Keywords everywhere. Um, and making sure that you have that. And then is there like a certain number? Cause I know like an Instagram, you know, 20 to 30 hashtags, the post is what we're trying to do. And is that, is that something, is that a thing in YouTube where you have to have those keywords and where exactly are you putting them? Does it matter where you're putting them or, or what, how does that work? So I use that as my title. That's the title of the video. So when they've got tags down below, tags, they're not really the same thing as, as hashtags on Instagram. It's kind of like if your keyword was moving to San Antonio and some of the title of my video is going to be, um, are you moving to San Antonio? relocation guide download like that's the title but the keyword is moving to san antonio your tags would have moving to san antonio moving to san antonio texas relocating to san got antonio it. where to live in san antonio so it's not hashtag real estate it's not something right. really really broad it's very specific to the subject at hand so that if they don't type in exactly what your title is but they type something close then mm -hmm. they're going to find it but my so, favorite part is that because Google owns YouTube, if right. they search for it on YouTube and it's getting a lot of traction, it shows up on the front page of Google people. Yeah, and it shows them. like before the fold too. Yep. So before you even scroll down, you'll see those videos pop up in the search results, which is awesome. Um, yep. So like right under the ads basically, which yeah. is brand property. So, okay, so the keywords are for the title, then you have tags, which is gonna be related to those keywords. Yes. And do you use like a tool for that or do they auto-generate or how do, you, how do you go about finding the tags and do you have to have a certain number of those? You don't have to have a certain number. They allow you up to 500 characters. So however many tags you can get in and not go above 500 characters, mm. and that usually is somewhere between like 10 to 20 tags, depending on how long each one was. Sure. And you can have a multi-word phrase as yes, one tag. Yes, absolutely. So moving to San Antonio, it's Texas, that could gotcha. be a tag. Mm-hmm. Yep. But that has, that takes up your characters. So I see right, what, right. So, okay, interesting. Yeah. And then I did see that there's a thing now with hashtags uh, on YouTube. And, and yes. is, that, is that like useful? Like, 
I see well, like three hashtags or something you can put on there. They give you three clickable hashtags. So they are different from tags in <laughs> tag is like a variation of the title of the your title. video. Mm -hmm. The hashtag is like creating a playlist. So if I had three hashtags in my description box somewhere, and let's say it was moving to San Antonio, San Antonio, Texas, and living in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. If somebody clicked on the clickable hashtag, it opens a playlist of every video that used that same hashtag. So it's good and it's bad. Yeah, because it could take people away from your content. Exactly. I don't want them to find all of my competitors' videos. So mm -hmm. I like to use hashtags that I made where my videos are the only one in them. If I used moving to San Antonio and it finds all of your competition's videos, it's probably not going to help you so much. <laughs> so That's like using hashtags in your bio, peeps. Exactly. Use hashtags so in your bio. Be <laughs> strategic in the use of your hashtags because you don't want to drive people away from your channel and you certainly don't want to drive them into the arms of somebody who might be better than you on camera. <laughs> right. Okay. I love that. All right. So that was day three. I'm moving into day four, which is channel art, which I know doesn't sound like it's that important, but I really think it is very important. And what, and I'd like to get your opinion on this too. So the way I teach IGTV is I'm, I'm really telling people it's very much like YouTube right now. And they're looking for, you know, Facebook and Instagram are, are trying to beat YouTube, become YouTube. They're looking now at watch times and longer videos, and they're trying to make watch a thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I'm looking at IGTV and right now it has a long way to go. It doesn't have playlists. There's no searchability. It's just kind of this one giant stream. And I feel that if they want to really become a competitor for YouTube, they're going to have to make it more user-friendly, more searchable. But one of the things I teach is you better have a cover photo on your IGTV because it, that's the only way you're going to stand out and really get people to stop and look at the feed. Is that similar to YouTube and um, that you have like that thumbnail and your cover art or is it more branding or what do you use that for when you're strategizing in YouTube? Okay, first, I'm really embarrassed that I didn't even know you could have a cover photo for IGTV. So that shows you how much I use Instagram. So and we'll have another meeting and I'm going to help you with Instagram. <laughs> you sent me a DM and I responded to it three months later. I was like, oh my God, I didn't even know this was in here. And you said, you're what? like, this is a thing. <laughs> how are you functioning in society that you don't know DMs and Instagram? Um, yes, on your cover photo, a lot of people just have a generic stock photo of a house. Well, that's beautiful. But if I stumble across your channel, where are you located? What do you do for a living? Who are you? What is your name? What is your company? I don't know anything about you from that. Um, so a lot of those really, really generic videos, or even when they show the skyline of Detroit. Okay, so you live in Detroit. Are you a plumber? Are you a real estate agent? I don't know anything about you. So I like to have, where are you physically located? because I want to know whether or not you can help me buy or sell my house. Mm -hmm. I need to have your brokerage information. And I'm pretty sure in every state now, it's probably the requirement that you have to disclose that you're a real estate licensee, yes. who your brokerage is. So put yes. that on there. I want to see your face, preferably with a smile. No, not preferably. Mandatory. Must you got to have smile. a smile. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see like the, the really stern face. Really? Yeah. Like, I, that doesn't make me want to hire you. That makes me want to run screaming from the room. You got to smile. Um, I want to see how often you are posting. 
because Mm -hmm. I will tell you from personal experience, there is no better accountability partner in the entire world than you saying, I post videos every Thursday at 3 p.m. Because Mm -hmm. if you don't, they're going to call you out on that. Right, exactly. You're going to tell them who you are, where you are, who you're affiliated with, and your posting schedule. Mm -hmm. And, And that's pretty much it. It doesn't have to be super busy. It doesn't have to have tons and tons of text and graphics. But I want to be able to arrive at your channel and know what the heck the channel is about, mm-hmm. who you are, what you're going to be talking about. Oh, and then why I should subscribe. Like, mm-hmm. why should I subscribe to your channel? What are you going to talk about on this channel? And that goes also hand in hand with how often are you going to post? Because mm-hmm. if people make a channel, but they post three times a year, I'm not going to subscribe. Right. Exactly. Okay. I love that. All right. So that was the importance of having a good cover art and letting people know who you are. Um, okay. So I want to talk about calls to action. And I was just talking about this with, um, I was coaching early this morning and I was talking about podcasting. I said, podcasting is a little bit different. You constantly have to tell people subscribe and leave a review. And we wouldn't maybe do something like that on a Facebook live where we're constantly like comment below, tag, share. That's kind of a no, no. But I, I mean, I, I tell them all the time, YouTubers do it best. First of all, they've got a great format. They have a good hook. They can get people to watch. They waste time very good for the first one minute. And they tell people to subscribe so well that my six-year-old son often in, you know, human interaction says, subscribe. And they're like, <laughs> what are you doing? And he's like, subscribe, comment below, bye. <laughs> like that's how he'll get out of the car when I drop off at school is I'll subscribe, bye. He thinks that that's what you say when you sign off to people. That is hysterical. <laughs> I walked into my six-year-old doing a crayon review. He oh, had my camera turned on and he's like, hey guys, today I'm going to do a crayon review. Okay, this one is called Cherry yes. Apple Red. But look, he's giving you the hook. Today right. we're going to talk about, and oh, you're like, so how it's so do you know this? You're an so expert. You said the hook because mm-hmm. this is the, the thing that drives me nuts on Facebook Lives is, Hey guys, okay, I'm gonna stall for two and a half minutes. Oh, and I get people no. and blah 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 blah, and I talk about nothing. And no. you ain't got time for that, right? So yeah. when you're on YouTube, they googled something. Tell them immediately what the video is about, and yes, a call to action. So hey, are you thinking about moving to San Antonio? Well, I'm gonna tell you the ten reasons why this is a great place to live. Mm-hmm. That was your hook, okay? Hey everyone, my name is Karen Carr and I am a realtor with XYZ Brokerage here in San Antonio, Texas. You need to hit the subscribe button because I'm awesome. Mm-hmm. And then you start talking about your topic. So yeah. how long did that take? That took like 15 yeah. seconds. But it was good too, because you did sort of waste that time because they are looking at watch time. You gotta get people in there for the minute. And you know, it's funny because you know, I do this while I'm live, like when I'm, I'm presenting and I'm on stage and I, I throw my um, picture of my Instagram handle up and I say, you know, let's get connected because you're going to have questions after I'm done presenting, you're not going to get to be able to ask. And I drop a weekly IGTV video that gives you all my tricks. I'm literally telling them yes. why they need to subscribe. Like Absolutely. you can't just say subscribe, like that'll work like 50% of the time but you also have to tell people why. So yep. whether it's even as simply as 
because I do weekly videos about San Antonio. Like that's as simple as it needs to be. Right. Because if they are interested in real estate in San Antonio, they will probably hit the subscribe button. Mm -hmm. And if they are not, if they are not moving, I don't know why they would have ever clicked on the video, but (laughs) let's say that it just showed up as like the, in somebody's autoplay, that's what started playing next. And you're like, oh, I'm not moving to San Antonio. You'll leave. That's fine because the people that stick around are the people that were interested in the topic. So you do your hook, you introduce yourself, you tell them what's in it for them. You should really subscribe because I make weekly videos and they're great. So Mm -hmm. subscribe. Now we're going to talk about moving to San Antonio and people get all caught up in the technology and the stuff and I got to have all the stuff. And I'm telling Mm -hmm. you right now that 90% of the videos I've ever made, I have filmed on my phone. Um, I have a, $12 $12 microphone that just plugs into the headphones jack. It is nothing fancy. Yes, I've upgraded over time and I've bought more. I have like 17 microphones now. It's kind of ridiculous. But the one that I like the best is the $12 one with the cord because there's no battery to die. Yeah. It doesn't have to be recharged and it's easy to take with you and you always have it. Right. Worst case scenario, you can even use your Bluetooth earbuds, the ones that go around your neck like a horseshoe and they're Bluetooth. You can, like for me, I can get them up under my hair and you can't see them. And so you don't even see the microphone. Right. And that will allow the camera to be five feet away from you, but I don't sound like I'm shouting across the room to be heard. Mm-hmm. So you need something to hold the camera steady. It could be your bookcase. You could literally put it in your bookcase propped up against a stack of books so that it's not wobbly. You don't have to have a selfie stick. I like a tripod, put it on the tripod. That way you can stand wherever you want in your room. And between the tripod and the microphone, and then maybe you have to get a ring light. We're talking. I do love my ring light. I know. I have to say, like as a vanity metric, (laughs) I love me a ring light. My best hundred dollars I ever spent. Right. So (laughs) you can get, and, and I have, I know we're not on camera right now. I have a little tiny ring light. Yeah. The clip on for the phone. It, no, it's oh, like, look it's at like you a, and your cute little tiny ring light. <laughs> I think it's eight inches across and yeah, it has it's like the size of an iPad. Yeah. And it yeah. has a clamp on the front that you put your phone in and then it plugs in and it lights up and it's, it's on a tripod, but the tripod's like a tabletop size. So it's perfect if you put it on your desk, put your phone in it and then turn the light on. And it's like, the whole, it was $36 for that entire contraption. It's on Amazon. If you just type like small ring light, I'm sure you'll find it. So the stuff is not that important. What is important is that you are delivering good information and you have a great call to action. Do you like me? Yes or no? So <laughs> back to that analogy, because I heard somebody say that and I was like, I'm going to use that in every speech I give from now on because it's perfect yeah. at describing yeah. this. So yeah. now you know why San Antonio is a great place to live. Do you need a copy of my relocation guide? Click the link below and go get it. I did not ask for your business. I did not give you my phone number. I did not ask you to reach out and call me when you're ready to buy or sell or if you know anyone who is. I didn't do any of the stuff that all of us real estate agents tend to do that is not very effective and it comes across as being a salesperson. And on YouTube, that goes over like a lead balloon. Nobody is there to buy anything. They're there to learn something. Mm -hmm. So offer them your free relocation guide. And of course you do get something in return, right? You get their contact information. Right. If they download it, you're going to put it on a page on your website where they have to give you their name address or their name, email, and phone number. But most of the time they give you legitimate information because 
They now know who you are. They like you and you have earned their trust. So they don't put bogus information in. They put it in and they might, then when I follow up with them, they say, oh, I'm not looking to move until next year. But they still told me that. Like I had a real conversation with a real person, even though they're not ready to do it right now, they did not put in a false phone number because they know they trust me. I'm not going to abuse their trust. I haven't come across as an obnoxious salesperson so far. So they're, they're confident that if they give me their phone number, I'm not going to call them every three days go, are you ready to buy a house? You ready to buy a house? Right. Mm -hmm. Love that. Okay. So let's wrap up by talking about, um, the time commitment and being consistent and like, what are your tips for, for that? Because this is, this is a commitment, just like having a podcast. It you is. Know, you've got to commit to it, but it's yep. worthwhile for you and your right. brand and your, and your business. So how, what are your tips for that? Well, we all need to be doing something to generate business. So what are you doing now? Are you door knocking? I find door knocking to be an incredibly inefficient use of your time. You go out there for three hours, you knock on 50 doors, you're lucky if you talk to five people and maybe one is even remotely interested in what you're talking about. But when you get in your car and you drive away, that's it, you are done. There is no more lead generation going on. If I spent three hours making a video, I can get leads next week, two months from now, six months from now, a year from now, eight years from now, I will still be getting leads from that video. If it was a good video where I had a good keyword, I knew it was something people were searching and I had a good hook and a good call to action. Like if I did all those things right, I'm telling you my moving to Savannah video, I've easily closed six figures in commission from making that one video alone. And it, I made it two years ago. So it get, it brings me leads every single week, almost every single day. It will do it. So yes, you need to put it on your calendar and say on Thursday morning, I'm going to record a video between like I do it Thursday mornings after the kids go to school. It's on my calendar at nine 30 in the morning. I'm going to record a video. I, I know every Thursday I got to do my hair and do my makeup and put some presentable clothes on and not wear sweatpants and flip flops. And I've already done my keyword research, so I know what the topic of the video is going to be. And then I record it, and I give myself a few days to get the editing done. At the beginning, I did all of my own editing, but once I started closing deals hand over fist, I said, this is not the best use of my time. I am going to hire a virtual assistant who charges me like $2 an hour to edit my videos in the Philippines. To her, she has a steady 20 hour a week job. She thinks she is, living the good life because of the exchange rate between the American dollar and I forget what the Philippine money is called. So don't feel like, oh, it's slave labor and I feel guilty that I'm only paying this person $2 an hour. She's a college kid. And to her to be earning that kind of money every single week, she loves it. She tells me every day how grateful she is that she has this job that allows her to work from home whatever time works for her. I'm like, as long as you give it to me by my, my deadline, I don't care what hours you work. I don't care if you work at three in the morning or nine to five. I, I do not care. As long as you edit the video and you do a good job and you give it to me by my deadline. That's all I care about. So once I outsourced to a VA, oh, it was awesome. Then I started giving her every single video that I make. At first it was kind of just testing the waters. So now it's like I pay her $50 a week for 20 hours of her time. So it's $2 and 50 cents, right? Math wizard right here. And she edits every video I make that allows me to be face to face with more clients 
and go on listing presentations and go out and show properties and go to the closings, things that I was not able to do when I was getting so busy, but I still had to do all of this editing. So the best use of your time is being face-to-face -face with your client. If you can pay somebody else to do the editing, do it from day one. I, I think it's a great use of your money. I love it. Yeah. I think that so many people I've talked to have said, you know, outsourcing those editing things, those, the, those pieces really have changed their, their lives and their ability to be more efficient and make more money. So I love that. Well, okay, Karen, tell us where everybody can find you once again, websites, YouTubes, where your book is. I want everybody to go out and like follow you, connect with you. Definitely go subscribe to her YouTube channels because they are awesome. So where can well, we find you? you? <laughs> so yes, I've already given you the two YouTube channels. My website, if you want to just get tips and all this sort of stuff is youtubeforagents.com. And my book is on Amazon. It's called YouTube for Real Estate Agents. And yes, that is a keyword. I did keyword research to figure out what people were typing into the search bar. And that's why that has that title. It's not a sexy title. It's not like I brainstormed long and hard over something that's really, really catchy. I wanted to show up in search results. And so, yeah, I love it. I love the it. keyword. It's all about the keyword. Oh, thank you so much. I'm sure everybody's going to be following and subscribing. So uh, until next time, everyone, and don't forget, I'm always offering you a free Instagram bio audit. All you have to do is make sure you're following me. Send me a direct message on Insta. Tell me, hey, I'm coming from the podcast and I want my audit and I would be happy to send you one. Until next time, we will see everybody then. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.